0: Maybe you recognize that in sitting inside of the church, you couldn't be further from God right now. That maybe in the midst of being uh, in the midst of, of religion, you are still not in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you don't know how to get there. Then
1: this parable is for you. Hey everyone, Michael popping in here on the beginning of this episode. I wanna welcome you back to another episode of Elevate Retake. And today you're in for a special episode. You know, when life gets busy with school or work, it's important to take a break and to pray. And every year we have the opportunity to partner with Southwestern Adventist University for a week of prayer. It's a time of spiritual emphasis for our students and staff. We get together and we listen to amazing sermons, worship with amazing music, and have the opportunity to hear the voice of God from different speakers. We thought it'd be awesome to share these sermons with you. On today's episode, pastor, professor, and speaker, Buster Swoops.
0: Good afternoon, Southwestern. Did someone say good morning? Come on, man. All right. (laughs) Let's see. Is it okay this morning if I respect your time? Oh, y'all want me to go long, long? Okay, all right. I can do that. Is it okay this, mor- uh, this afternoon if I respect your time? All right, so this message I'm preparing, I've, I've mixed this up, I switched this up so many times, and I said, you know what, I'm going to bust in and swoop out, all right? Can we do that? Do-do-do, right, there we go. All right, so we're going to get straight into this message. And I'd like to start off with this first question, which is this. What is the purpose of your life? Why are you here? Why do you exist? This extensive question is the, the one thing that mankind is constantly searching for, looking for, wondering what is it that is found? What, what, what is our purpose in this life? I can tell you this. For the longest time, my purpose was found in my occupation. My, my purpose was found in my title. My title is pastor. <laughs> my title is now professor. And I, I, I realized something. I don't get to take my title with me to heaven. What's your title right now? Okay, well, you're a student, but eventually some of you are going to be doctor so-and-so. You're going to be RN, nurse. It doesn't matter, right? You're going to be uh, all sorts of things, lawyer, right? Is that what your purpose is? I ask you this question because it wasn't until 2015 that I was actually able to actually write down what my purpose was. We went through this thing called Focusing Leaders. Those of you who are PKs, maybe your fathers, your mothers have actually gone through this process, and we had to come down with a purpose statement for our lives. And and it didn't have the word pastor in it. I want you to listen to this. This is my purpose. I am a restored and treasured vessel, reconciling other pots to God and man. I am called. I am affirmed. I am his. I am his. Do you know how freeing it is to not care about what other people are actually thinking about you? You know, I, I say that because two Friday, two Friday nights ago, my, my wife sat in here with me as I preached for, for, for Vespers and she says, Buster, she says, didn't you feel it? I said, feel what? She says, we were in that room and I felt the insecurities oozing out of each and one of those young people. See, I know right now, maybe you're, you're filled with those insecurities, those, that angst, those doubts that are spilling out of you of wondering what the person next to you is thinking about. But I, I want you to right now to block out that person next to you. Usually us ministers say turn to that person. Don't to that, turn to that person right now. I want your mind to be focused in on Jesus. I want you to care what Jesus Christ thinks about you right here in this moment. And let me tell you right now, he thinks great things about you. Amen. I love 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says that God has not given us a spirit of power, but of love and of a sound mind. He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. God wants you not to be insecure, but he wants you to be secure in him. He doesn't want you to be purposeless. He wants you to be purposeful in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. But it's up to you to find and then to fulfill that purpose. It's okay with you. We open up the word of God and find our purpose, maybe in an unconventional way. If you turn with me in your Bibles to to Luke chapter 15, once again, that's Luke chapter 15. You see, because the problem is, God is not the only one that wants you to have a purpose. Do you realize that? The devil is going around like a roaring lion, seeking seeking whom he may devour, and he has a purpose for you as well. And his purpose for you, listen to this, he wants to keep you as purposeless as long as possible, as long as he possibly can. If he keeps you from having a purpose, then he keeps you from connecting with God. Because anyone who connects with God, I want you to listen to this, anyone who connects with God finds their purpose. How do I know this? Listen to this. Luke chapter 15, starting at verse 1. Then, he, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. Now notice right then and there the sinners and the tax collectors, they drew near to Jesus, and it was because he was speaking to them in a way that they were finding their purpose. Their purpose was not to sin. Their purpose was to be freed from sin. But it says this, and the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. How dare he? (laughs) This man decides to eat with sinners and tax collectors. What's wrong with him? He should be hanging, us, uh, hanging out with us over here, the cool crew, the ones who don't sin. <laughs> Goes on. So he spoke this parable to them saying. Now, notice here. I, I, I just realized that this week, this week, who is he speaking to? Who is he speaking this parable to? He's speaking to the Pharisees. This entire time, I thought he was speaking to the coins and to the lost sheep. But no, he is speaking directly to the Pharisees. Keep that in mind as we continue reading. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he has come home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. He says, I say to you likewise, there will be more joy. Well, did I, what did I say, saints? There will be more joy. I'm going to say that again. What did I say? Y'all, see, y'all say that without joy. Come on. <laughs> Is there something good that happened in your life? Can y'all say it with joy? Like, more joy. Ooh, man. Uh, uh, cough the, cough the COVIDs out. All right. No, I mean, hopefully you don't have COVID, but clear your throat. And let's say it again. He says, there will be what? There. Oh, get, Pastor Russ, they can do it. Amen. Right? <laughs> it says, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who needed no repentance. In other words, there's a heavenly party that, that is like no other party because a heavenly pop party is extremely happy when just one person who is a sinner has now repented. Isn't that good news? But you, you see, the problem is, I, I know what you're thinking. I've been there. I've, been, I've done that. I've been baptized. I, I, I know where I'm supposed to be. I'm here at Southwestern. I'm taking these re- religion classes, and it still doesn't make sense to me. Stay with me. We're going to get there. Verse 8, or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is, once again, what is it? More joy. This time it's just joy, but I'll take more joy. Amen. There is joy in the presence of the angels and of God over one sinner who repents. You know, as I was reading this, I was going through this, I was saying, God, where do you want me to go to and, and, and which direction? And I thank the Lord for Auntie Ellen. Anybody know who Auntie Ellen is? <laughs> Auntie Ellen, it shed some light on this for me. Check this out. The lost sheep knows that it is lost. It has left the shepherd and the flock, and it cannot recover itself. It represents those who realize that they are separated from God and who are in a cloud of perplexity and humiliation and sorely tempted. See, maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you recognize that in sitting inside of the church, you couldn't be further from God right now. That maybe in the midst of being, uh, in the midst of, of religion, you are still not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you don't know how to get there. Then this parable is for you, the parable of the lost sheep. You know that you're lost, but you want to be found. I'm telling you right now, it's easier than you think. First John five twelve: whoever has the Son of God has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I don't know about you, but I have Jesus. Someone should say amen. If you have Jesus, you are not lost. But what does it mean to have Jesus? Well, we're going to get there, all right? I know I'm throwing a lot of cliffhangers at you, but listen to this. Listen to the lost coin. The lost coin represents those who are lost in the trespasses and sins, but who have no sense of their condition. Pray, Saints. Have no sense of their condition. They are estranged from God, but they know it not. Their souls are in peril, but they are unconscious and unconcerned. In this parable, Christ teaches that even those who are indifferent to the claims of God are the objects of his pitying love. They are to be sought for that they may be brought back to God. The lost sheep knew that it was lost. And he's mad, like, right? The shepherd is out looking for it until he finds it. But he had a little bit of help because when he can't find it, he's looking out for it, and he hears bad. And the, he finds the sheep. But but how do you find a coin? <laughs> well, see, this is how you find a coin. You you shut off the lights and notice it says that the lady lights up a lamp, and in the on the trenches under the couch, she sees a shimmering of light. Can I tell you that right now on this campus, I see some sheep that are bad, right? But I also see glimmers and shimmers of light. And right now it is time for this campus, Southwestern Adventist University, to be found in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. Aren't you tired of being lost? And let's see, I, I, I looked this up earlier. The, the definition of loss. It's, it's that you don't know your current location. But the problem is, uh, several of us know our current location, but we don't have a GPS. We don't know how to get there. But I'm telling you right now, that's what the Holy Spirit is for leading you and guiding you, the one who told you to stop for a moment and stay a while with me, the one who told you to kneel down in prayer and to open up your word, that is your GPS. That is the way that you and I connect to Jesus Christ, but there has to be more to this. Aren't you tired of going through life? Aren't you tired of, I dare say it, of my generation, your parents' generation, the generation before that? who put on this, this facade of following God, but in the innermost of our, our deepest secrets, if the FBI looked at us and, and examined us, they'd say we find no evidence of you even knowing who Jesus Christ is. And I'm searching my own heart saying, God, where do we go from here? How was it then that we can be found? Now, who did I say that, that Jesus was speaking to as he's preaching, or as he's sharing this parable? The Pharisees. And I said, well, if he's speaking to the Pharisees and the sinners, the tax collectors, the publicans, they're still over there. What is Jesus actually trying to say to them? And this one, the light bulb hit. And I want you to understand this today. This is all about your purpose. You see, I, I used to think that the purpose of me as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ was to preach the gospel and have more people baptized. But how many people are baptized and still don't know who Jesus Christ is? You see, that's only the beginning of your mission. Uh, 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 how many of us here are, are, are studying for pre-med? Anybody, any, anybody here at pre-med? Uh, how many of us here are studying for nursing? The, the NCLEX is coming up. What if I told you that after you are done with your studies and you're getting ready to, to, to pass your, your boards, right, and you pass your boards with flying colors, and you're like, that's great, I can't wait. I'm going to take these boards over again tomorrow. Does that make sense? Right when a nurse passes her boards, when a nurse passes his boards, they are officially able to start practicing nursing. But if they said, "No, I'm not here to practice nursing. I'm here to take the tests," you see, that's what it's like when we're called to be Christians and we say, "Jesus, I've been baptized," and Jesus says, "Yes, but now what?" Well, Jesus, I'm, I want to be rebaptized. Okay, for, but now what? Your purpose was not to be baptized. <laughs> Your purpose is not to sit here in these pews and attend church. Your purpose is not to play church, to look pretty or or to look good and try to attract someone of the opposite sex that is now going to be your mate and now you guys can pretend to do church together. That's not your purpose. Your purpose is not to eventually raise children that look up and see a form of godliness in the parents, but they deny the power thereof because they heard about Jesus, but they don't actually know Jesus. So then what is our purpose? (laughs) Jesus speaking to the Pharisees was telling them, I'm hanging out with these tax collectors and sinners so that they can be found, and you should be joining me. You should be joining me. You who claim that you know God, claim that you love God, claim to keep the commandments, claim to to tithe and to give your offerings, claim to study your Sabbath school lesson and all these different things, you're over there and you're about life for you and yourself. Listen to this. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. You were found in order to find. I'm going to say that again. You and I are found in order to find others. That lost sheep, when it's out and it's lost, and saying, bad, bad, right? They hear each other, and that's why sheep cuddle, and they huddle together, right? And then they find a shepherd together. They stay together. Coins, they're not meant to be alone. Coins are meant to be gathered together because they hold much more value when they're together. And you and I are the lost sheep and the lost coins who once were lost, but now we're found, and now we're looking to find others. Come on, someone should say amen to that. You know what the enemy is telling you right now, though? That you're lost and you'll never be found. And if he can keep you there, you'll never actually fulfill your purpose and being found in order to find others. And you might be saying, but Pastor Seuss, I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to give Bible studies. I don't know how to do any of those things. But has, God been not, has, has God not been good to you? Has God been good to you? I'm going to ask you, Southwestern, has God been good to you? What is it what, what that Renee always tells you? Then you better tell somebody. <laughs> do, you, do you know, as I was grading uh, my, my Christian belief, statements of belief, there are testimonies that will blow your mind of some young people that know beyond a shadow of a doubt that not only does God exist, but that God is, has used them and is using them. And right now, there are stories that are sitting down here in these pews that the world may never know because your lips are zipped and you're saying, God, I don't know how to speak. God says, yes, you do. <laughs> Told, you, you, you send your friends all the time. You, you send them that TikTok video. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, you, you, you go with your friends and you say, hey, you, you check out this new Instagram post? Right? Let's say, I'm, I'm going to stop because I'm going to mess it up and call the Snapchats. Right? I, I know I'm going to mess it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, y'all, you, Twitter, you Twitterers, right? I, I, I know I'm going to mess it up. But you understand what I'm saying. You guys will share the mess out of social media. Why won't you share everything that you know about God? You know, I, I used to think, Pastor Russ, it was upon you. You are a spiritual leader here on this campus, and you do a wonderful job. These young people that get up here, and, and they, they sing, and, and they plan, and they do all these different things. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this is great. And God says, that's not what I've called them to. <laughs> Pastor Michael, you did a, a phenomenal job yesterday speaking to us about this banquet and the invitation. And Chaplain April and, 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 and Pastor Coker, you guys are going to come up here tomorrow and the day after. and You guys are going to speak. It's going to be wonderful. But God has not called only ministers or, or pastors to preach this gospel. He has called the priesthood of all believers. And it's time for you to make a decision whether you are lost or found. If you're found, then you'll help us to find others. Did you realize this? If you're not in the business of seeking to find others, then you're in the business of helping others relose themselves. If you're not attracting towards Jesus, you are detracting from Jesus. And the enemy is sitting back and he's laughing at this campus because I'm asking God, where's the power? And Jesus is saying, there they are sitting in the pews. If they would just use their, and I'm sorry if I'm going to mess up this word, English majors, their foundness. What are you doing with the gift of being found? You see, if I'm found and I do nothing with it, and I just stay in the state of of just being (laughs) rather than purpose, rather than praise, rather than study, rather than prayer, rather than in connection, not only with God, but with others, then I am actually detracting others from the cause of Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm asking, listen here, I'm pleading for you to go another level in your relationship with Jesus Christ, and that is going just away from sitting down and hearing good sermons and, and singing good songs to now being a proclaimer of the goodness of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Do you know that that is the only currency that will get you into heaven? I, I know we're taking our characters to heaven. I know we're, we're not taking our riches or our titles or our lands to heaven. But we get to take not only our characters, but we, to get, but we get to take others with us to heaven as well. The last time I read, there will be no starless crowns. There will be no one who is in heaven that didn't bring someone alongside with them. And this is not to guilt trip you. This is to say it's time to grow up. We have babied you, and not only babied you, we've babied my generation and the generations for far too long. We've taught them to listen and and sit and be good Christians, but we have not taught you how to not only be found, but to now find others. Now, I know there's two classes of people we've been talking about today the sheep and the coins, the sheep are saying, we haven't been found yet. I don't want to leave you out either, all right? But I know that there's a ton of coins here on this campus. Why? Because I see the glimmer of light in you, but I'm asking you that you turn that light fully on and that you start reflecting the full and entire light that is of Jesus Christ through your very own life and character. It's not something I can force you to do, but it's something that God is calling you to do you might be asking, what does this look like? And I'm sorry if I embarrass her, right? Uh, Samantha Lee, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass you right now. I don't care, right? <laughs> this weekend, there was a women's retreat. And on this women's retreat, there was uh, someone who actually uh, told me probably about three years ago when I first came into this position, she says, Pastor Swoops, she says, whatever you do when you give us student, uh, student workers, I never want to see you give us a female student worker or student pastor. Because I don't believe in women in ministry. So, you know, it's been two years removed. I say, Lord God, you're funny. Listen, we prayed over that. Pastor Russ, we were there in that meeting. And we said, God, who do we send there? Who do we send to the Crowley Seventh-day Adventist Church? Well, they asked for not a female pastor. But we said, we feel that God is calling Samantha Lee. From that same female elder that sent me that, that uh, told me that to my face, that she never wants to have a student pastor, she says this. She says, what a jewel we have found in Samantha Lee this weekend. I understand she is to be introduced as our student pastor next Sabbath. I'm sure you've had a hand in this election, and thank you in advance. This women's retreat has been such a blessing. Amen. And give it up for Samantha Lee, all right? There she is, all right? I probably should have asked her for permission to do that, but I, I'm saying that I want to hear that message being spread about every single student here at Southwestern. Students that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Students that are not just about attending Vespers, but they are Vespers. Students that are not just about uh, uh, hearing the word of God, but that are about sharing the word of God. Students that are not doing this half-heartedly, but they are doing it wholeheartedly for the cause and the name and the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Right now, Caleb uh, Durant is going to put up a slide for you. You know what? Last Friday that I was here, I, I, or the last Friday I was here, I asked everyone to, to stand up, and, and I made an altar call, but I realized some of us, because of our insecurities, we're not, we're not willing to stand up. So I want, I'm going to do something that you probably haven't heard before. I want everyone to pull out their cell phones. Everyone, all right? Whether you're going to do this or not, I want you to pull out your cell phone because you're going to give someone the courage to stand up for Jesus Christ, right? Listen here, you don't have to stand up right now but as you focus your camera here, there, is some, there are some questions that are asking if you want to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ, if you are seeking baptism, if you're seeking Bible studies, if you're seeking just prayer, then let it be known so that those who were once lost are now found in order to find others. What I tell you, if you hear nothing else, I say, remember, your purpose is to be found in order to find others whether you're that lost coin, whether you're that lost sheep, know that Jesus is intently searching for you, and when you have been found, it is now our duty to intently look for others. Share your story of what God has done for you in your life, and I promise you, God will, can, and is doing amazing things in our lives. Lord God, as, as I'm praying and as people are still, Lord, standing up for digital courage, I'm asking that, Lord, as they make these decisions, that it not be what I've said or what uh, Pastor Michael has said or what the other speaker is saying coming up, but, Lord, may your word speak directly to the hearts. And, Lord, may we move into a religion, but, Lord, eventually may we move also into a full developed relationship with you. God, thank you so much for doing everything to find us so that God, now we can find others. This we pray and we ask and we plead in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen.
1: So what is your purpose? Why are you here? Do you feel like a sheep lost in the wilderness, a coin lost within a house? I wanna affirm you that you though you may feel lost, are the object of Jesus' love. So maybe today your prayer journey is asking Jesus to come find you. Or maybe it's asking Jesus who you need to go find on his behalf. Whatever that might be, pray that you take some time today and this week to get alone in the quiet with Jesus to seek out his will for your life seek the affirmation and love that you need to find understanding in who you ought to seek in the same way that you are the object of jesus love he challenges us to go and to love others in the same way that he loves us thanks for listening to this episode of elevate retake catch you on the next one